Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Clever Girls Know podcast. This is Bola Shokumbi. I'm the founder and CEO of Clever Girl Finance. The Clever Girls Know podcast is a podcast for women, offering a space for conversations around personal finance, business, life, and living. I'd love for you to subscribe to this podcast, and you can do that everywhere you listen to your podcast episodes. And if you love what you listen to, head on over to iTunes and leave a review so that other amazing women just like you can find this podcast as well. I'd also love for you to stop by clevergirlfinance.com. We have new content on the blog multiple times a week. We have over 30 plus free courses. Plus, when you sign up for a course, you can talk to a Clever Girl Finance mentor for free to get encouragement, motivation, or if you just want to have an open, no shame, no judgment girl talk. Finally, check out our YouTube channel. Just search Clever Girl Finance on YouTube. And if you don't already follow us on Instagram, you can find us at Clever Girl Finance. Okay, so let's get into today's episode. Hey, Don, welcome to the Clever Girls Know podcast. Hey, how are you? I am doing great, and I am <laughs> very happy to have you on here to talk about something really important to us as women, which is cultivating healthy and thriving friendships in our lives because they were so foundational to just who we are as individuals, right? Oh, yeah. And yeah, so I'm happy to have you here. And I'd love for you to tell us all about yourself and the work that you do. This is actually one of my favorite topics. Yeah, <laughs> we need it, girl. But I'm Dawn Paul, a certified life coach, author, speaker. My nickname is The Dr. Dawn. And <laughs> my prescription is my words. So, you know, I host a radio show every Thursday night. It's, you know, we, we play gospel music, but I interview people from topics to like relationships to survivors of sexual abuse. I interview men about being fathers. I mean, just all kind of stuff. And then I pray over people, answer life and love questions. And then I also own a media company obsessed with media. You know, we do marketing communications. So communications is a calling for me. Communicating with people. It's just it's a calling. So I, I just love what I do. I love that. I love your nickname, The Dr. Don. <laughs> yeah. Somebody gave it to me in radio like years ago, right? I started That's in radio. Super cool. And I said, let me get it registered. <laughs> That's also really smart. Yeah. Yeah. So let's dive in. I'd love for okay. you to start out by telling me like, what are some of the benefits of cultivating healthy and thriving friendships, especially as women? Why does it matter? Because I think we all know that we want to have good friends, but yeah. From your expertise, why is it so important? Women, you need those friendships to lean on. You need accountability partners. <laughs> Friendship is not just going to brunch. You know, we see all this girls day stuff. That That's some superficial stuff, right? But are these women for <laughs> you when you're, and, and that's cute and all, right? But are these women for you when you're having tough times? Mm -hmm. There's some things you can only talk to women about. It's good to have guy friends, but there's some things only women understand. So you need that yes. because they've been there or they are there. So I think that's important for our mental health. You need friends. You need somebody to talk to here on this earth. I mean, we have God, right? But you need people on this earth to talk to. We weren't made to be alone. So it's good for our mental health. It really is as well. 
Yeah, I agree. And, you know, I do agree about there are certain things that you can only have those conversations with other women. So I'm an only girl. I have three older Ah. brothers. And there were just some conversations that I could not, and I still cannot have with my brothers. I could have with my mom, but then my friends, like my core group of friends were essentially like my sister friends, because those are the people I could have those conversations with that my brothers maybe did not care for, would not understand. I didn't feel comfortable talking about it or they're like, okay, sounds great. Yeah. (laughs) Sure. Sure. (laughs) You know, you know. Yeah, now look, they're good. If you if you like, okay, what does this mean? Does this guy like me? They can tell you that stuff, right? Yes. Yeah, but other stuff, no. <laughs> so I'd love for you to talk about some of your own personal experiences in cultivating your own healthy friendships. What have been some challenging experiences that you had to navigate through? And what have been some really positive experiences for you? Uh, I'll talk about the, the, negative, the challenging first. The first thing is some, okay. some women are just very insecure. You have to understand, you know, I have had some friends turn their back on me and they really weren't friends. They were Judas's, right? And I was, our church was having this revival this week and the pastor said, there's always going to be a Judas everywhere you go. Yeah. It happens, but they don't take you out. They just make you stronger. So I have had Judas's women who have texted me, oh, girlfriend, I'm proud of you to as soon as you get to a level 10, they're jealous and it will all, they'll always expose themselves. But the writing was on the wall. Insecurities were brought up many times with other women. And it was a particular situation where she stopped speaking to me after I hit a major milestone. Now, she had hit this same milestone maybe three times in her life. But mm-hmm. why when it's me? You see what I'm saying? Some she couldn't people, handle your own success, she even though you were there for her own. She felt like everybody in the circle should be helping each other the same equally. Ah. Right? So if Bola gives me an opportunity to be on the podcast... And your other friend, let's say Esther, who's the coordinator, right? If Esther's not on the podcast, Esther gets mad because why wasn't I on the podcast? Mm -hmm. That's her issue. Mm. The whole circle should be helping each other the same, but that's not going to always be the case. But the writing was on the wall. She was dealing with a lot of insecurities. And I remember thinking she's going to do this to me one day because everywhere we would go, that woman stabbed her in the back. Oh, they're not friends anymore. And I just remember thinking she's going to do that to me one day. And and it it happened and it happened. I didn't cry about it. I didn't, you know, because it's happened before, you know, when you elevate, this is what I tell people. And this is what I have learned. When God exposes, he's about to elevate you. Every time in my life, God has exposed Judas's, he has elevated me because you can't take those people with Hmm. you. And he can only expose that through experiences. God doesn't talk to us through, he doesn't talk to me through dreams. He talks to people in different ways, but he's not going to say, watch out for so-and-so. You know what I mean? It's not (laughs) like a movie, right? Where, oh my gosh, he's going to, no, you only know through experiences because many of these people are very supportive. They're supportive. They're going to be your home, your best friend, and your. But let you, man, God exposes before He elevates you, and I pray for them. I really do. I pray for my haters. I pray for those people who have turned to Judas or who are Judases. I pray for their spirits because they're not happy, and it doesn't stop you. It only keeps you going. Really, it encourages you. It gives you a stronger spirit of discernment. Maybe there were some things I should have seen before. 
and I didn't, and I, I ignored the red flags or what have you, but it, it's really, you pray for them because that's all you can do, but it doesn't stop you. They, they can't hurt you. You have to understand mm-hmm. they're still hurting. So I pray for them. But I think for me, the positives, right? Cause you asked about the positive. Yes. Man, just the support. And let me tell you, the people who you think are not going to be your friends, the ones who, and I I did this post about wolves in sheep's clothing, you know, be careful of the people who always warn you about people because the one who's warning you is usually the wolf. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Seriously, seriously. And the person you're being warned about, I'm telling you, have been the bestest friends, but the ones who were warning me, I don't even Mm. deal with that. So that's why I'm careful about these people who always want to come telling me something. But I'm telling you, it is just such a peace when you have good friends, you feel supported. And we can say, oh, well, we don't need anybody. Yeah, it feels good when your friend says, girl, you did that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Not that you need validation, right? From anybody else, but it does feel good when I say, Bola, that podcast is really good. You know what I mean? Wouldn't it be a strange circle if nobody complimented each other? (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? Nobody said, girl, I like your outfit. Girl, I like. Yeah. I mean, that's also part of what helps boost our mood, boost our confidence when we have that support and that, you know, those nice compliments from people who really mean it. Yes. Um. (laughs) Yes. Because they will compliment you, but sometimes their insecurities and going back to that individual, I think she's still, she doesn't know how to be a friend. Mm -hmm. And she tried. She was trying, but her insecurities just overcame her and she couldn't be a friend. And that's very unfortunate. And that's why we have to move. And I'm sure we'll talk about that. That's why we have to move. Man, we got to (laughs) heal. We got to heal. So one of the things you mentioned was just, and that stood out to me, was that there is always going to be somebody that you know that is, quote unquote, a Judas, right? And this doesn't necessarily mean that they are a bad person, because when you think about who Judas was, he wasn't a bad person, but he had his own issues and insecurities going on that caused him to make that betrayal, right? And sometimes you may have those people in your life who are really, really nice people, but based on whatever background they have, whatever they're going through, whatever specific period in time they're in, they're unable to support you or they're unable to celebrate with you or they're unable to see you through something. Mm-hmm. And I think, like you said, you know, eventually the signs become obvious, especially if you are being elevated or you're achieving a certain level of success and the dynamics of your life are changing and in a way, maybe you're leaving them behind Mm. in a specific area and they they can't handle that. And I'm sure a lot of people listening to this can definitely relate to that. I've definitely experienced that. And there are people who, regardless of how further ahead you're going in a particular dimension of your life, right? So maybe it's like, career-wise or financial-wise or accomplishing a goal, buying your first home, you know, you're doing it ahead of this person. They're there and they're cheering you on and they're supporting you. And they're like, girl, tell me how you did it so I can do the same. Or I'm right behind you. And then there's a flip side of those who just cannot handle it. And not only can they not handle it, they let their emotions get ahead of them. And they now become this no longer a good friend, basically. That's what they become. Bola, they have not healed. Mm-hmm. So we have to have empathy as well. But you're right. But we have to have healthy boundaries, too. I'm not going to allow Judas in my space. I forgive you, man. And I love you. I pray for you. I wish you the best. But for healthy boundaries, I can't do it. But I have been pretty blessed. And I'm going to this may sound weird, but I have been blessed that the Judas is in my life. This is what I find your success. It's like a repellent, right? Like 
raid, <laughs> you know, or whatever it is, it, the roaches, bugs, or what's that off stuff? If you spray <laughs> off on yourself, right? The bugs. Yes. Sometimes your success, they just go away. They can't be around it. So I have never had to have a conversation with a Judas and say, why did you do that? They just go away. They separate themselves from you because they can't handle it. They'll stop answering your phone calls, your text messages. So I have found that you don't have to worry. In my experience, in my life, they have kind of just distanced themselves from me. And I don't have a conversation with Mm -hmm. you. I know what it is. I pray for you, but I'm good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, I find that there are some people who are on the verge of being that not so good friend and Mm. the conversation shifts the dynamic where they're like oh wait a minute I realize I'm not acting right I'm gonna change it I think as an individual who knows this person when you have that conversation you know if the conversation is worth having number one oh yeah and (laughs) (laughs) if that friendship is worth saving because like like you said going back to empathy many times people are acting in that way of not being supportive to you or being however they want to be because they can't get past their own current situation and sometimes there's a wake-up call that they need that says hey girl you're not acting right you're supposed to be my friend you're supposed to support me I've been supporting you and they get the message they're like okay you know what I'm going to shift my behavior right because there's so many times where I have not been in a position to be as supportive to my friends as they may want me to be just because I have other things going on but you always know like I've always known and if you don't know you will see the signs eventually where there's just some friendships that you cannot salvage and the conversation is not worth having and all indicators are pointing to this is not a good friend and Mm -hmm. If you are so overcome by, oh, I really like this person, it will be other people that will tell you, have you noticed what this person has done to you? Have you noticed how this person has acted to you? And they're not coming from a malicious way, but they're just saying, take a look at who you're dealing with. (laughs) Be careful. (laughs) Be careful, right? And then obviously, like you said, the positives, you've had those friends who have supported you. And You also said something about it's the people that you, some of the people that you least expected. And I can definitely relate because if I look Mm -hmm. at the dynamics of my friendships as life has changed over the last 10 years, you know, getting married, having kids, starting businesses, careers, you know, they're just normal human life changes, right? Over time transitions. Some of the friends I have today were the people that I least expected to be my number one fans. Ten years yeah. ago, right? Because I, I just, I didn't know. I didn't know. And it's okay to evolve in friendships as you get older, right? So I wanted you to talk about boundaries, right? Because mm-hmm. like, so for example, we have friends and we have family that we just, we love, love, love. Yeah. <laughs> They're supportive, supportive, supportive. <laughs> They're great, amazing people. There's no Judas thing involved in this situation. Yeah. But sometimes <laughs> we just, <laughs> we just need to have some boundaries around things. <laughs> How can we set these boundaries without causing, for lack of better words, drama? You know, it depends. Some people you need to have a conversation with, Mm -hmm. right? Sometimes, because I know what you're talking about, sometimes I just can't answer their phone call right now. I'll have to text them. Give me a few minutes, I'll call, you know, because I need to breathe, pray, because I already know, you know, whatever. But sometimes you do have to have the conversation, For, you know, you're really, I don't know if you're aware, but you always seem to criticize me. You know, it doesn't make me feel good about myself. So because of that, I'm going to come around less. You see what I'm saying? Sometimes you are going to have to say Mm -hmm. that. And this is what I tell people like, Bola, we got a lot of people dealing with hurt and pain. 
sometimes you need boundaries because let's get deep into this, man. Maybe you're dealing with some family trauma. Mm -hmm. You cannot be sitting around the table for Christmas dinner when the uncle they allowed to molest you is going to be there and we're going to act like this didn't happen. (laughs) You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? No. Mm -hmm. For my healthy boundaries, I ain't going for Christmas. (laughs) You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, sometimes the boundaries is not, oh, well, I have to just text them. No, it's like, I can't come around. I'm, you know, and I mean, because this is real and I interview people who have been sexually abused and it's real. So sometimes those healthy boundaries are going to have to be, mom, I can't deal with you today. Or maybe your mother grew up just berating you, but now you're her care. And now she needs help bringing her groceries. Okay. But every time I come over there, you criticize me. So guess what? Instacart's going to be delivering your groceries this week. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I love you, mom. But yeah. And that's why therapy and counseling is important, right? Because I'm, yes. I'm a certified life coach, but also therapists and counselors. If it's deep rooted, therapy and counseling will help you because sometimes you may have to do role play, Bola. Like if you have lived under a parent, a mother or a father who is just a narcissist or what have you, and you're you're trying to set those healthy boundaries, your therapist and counselor can help you role play. Like they can play the mom, you play you, right? But so you're prepared. So when they come back, when you say, well, mom, I need healthy boundaries, I'm going to have to do this. That counselor will be your mother who will berate you when you try to have healthy boundaries, because that's what they don't want that. Right. So these are resources to help you, because depending on who it is, you might have to do that role play. You're going to have to, you know, but healthy boundaries are necessary. And if you don't know how to set them, Mm -hmm. then that's where you need a coach, therapist, counselor, because healthy boundaries. Right. You don't set up a wall and I hate you and all that kind of stuff. You got to heal and forgive. But if you need that guidance to help you set healthy boundaries, then they're out there. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, the type of boundaries depend on obviously the situation you're experiencing. Some, some right. situations are deeper than others, like you just explained. Yeah. Some situations to recover from them, you actually need an outlet and support, oh, yes. professional support, support, yeah. you know, other friends and family, et cetera. But, you know, for me, I used to struggle with setting boundaries. And I just mm-hmm. realized that vocalizing, especially as soon as I had my kids and there were all these expectations about what I needed to do for other people. Yeah. But I'm like, I have two other people who are top priority that I cannot do what you need me to do what I found was that I just needed to get out of my comfort zone and be more vocal and set the expectation of what you should not expect from me (laughs) Mm, that's good that's really good what I found is that once I vocalized myself one two three times by the third time you already know who I am yeah you know my mantra is I'm gonna show you who I am from the beginning from the first day we meet (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to set the expectations of what you should never expect from me. <laughs> right? That's good. And because so I like it just, that. It just helps. And I think it's also tied to my personality, right? Obviously, everybody is different. Some people are not as outspoken, but I, it's something I grew into, right? Where you do a happy hour every Friday, but you've never been to my happy hour. Well, I'm never coming because... <laughs> I have two babies at home, but you know, I love you girl. And we can meet on Saturday morning at nap time. Yeah. If you come yeah, to my yeah. house. And it is what it is. Don't ever yeah. expect me at the happy hour Friday night. <laughs> yeah. Cause yeah. I'm not going to be there. <laughs> so that's a random example. But that's just, I think it has helped to minimize just a lot of, you know how sometimes you can have a good girlfriend, but there's just like underlying tension because something happened two months ago. Oh, and yeah. 
you were supposed to be there, you were not there, but they don't understand why you were not there. You haven't articulated to them why you were not there. <laughs> so much is getting lost in translation. <laughs> yeah. So I just say it up. <laughs> you know what? I'm I don't I no longer do the, for example, somebody will say, Oh, I'm having a birthday party next year in the Caribbean. I'll just tell you right now, I can't make it. <laughs> Thank you. You don't even <laughs> that, know what's gonna happen next that year. That time of coming. year. <laughs> But there'll be people who will say, I'll let you know, I'll let you know, I'll let you know. And that I've seen so many relationships get into just all kinds of uncomfortable situations and even big fights because somebody is planning something big. And then the bestie is saying, I'll let you know until the very night before. Mm. And they say, I can't make it. But you knew you were never going or you knew you yeah. didn't want to go. So you should just set it from the beginning oh, <laughs> to remove the expectation. So uh, that's for me. But that's good, though, because I just say it out like- loud. But we usually tell people what we can do. But I like that you said, let's tell people what not to expect from me. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's good to give them that list, too. Yeah, I, yes, I don't. Yes. And, so and it's, with that girl and all that party invite stuff. This is what I say. This is what I think. Thank you for the invite. If I can make it, I'll let you know. Which leaves it out there. If I can, I'm probably not coming. <laughs> no, no, no. Because you never know. Like, have you ever accepted an invitation? And like three months from now, you're like, oh, I can't wait to go. And then uh-huh. the day of, it's like, I. Why did I promise I'd go today? Yes. Like, I got a million <laughs> things I had to do today. So now I don't even answer the RSVPs on Facebook anymore. Because if I say I'm going to be there, I'm going to be there. Yep. That's exactly how I am too. Yeah. Now I just say, if I can, I'll let you know that way. If I show up, I do. If I don't, I never promised. (laughs) Yeah. That's my approach too. And, you know, just to kind of take this, I recently had a conversation with someone who was asking me for advice around friends and money and setting boundaries. Mm -hmm. And one of their really good friends was having a party, but it was well beyond her budget because Mm -hmm. she had to travel four hours to the party. And Mm -hmm. then the cost of the hotel and the cost of the event, the dinner, they had to pay for their own dinner was just too much. And she was like, this is one of my best friends. She's never going to understand why I can't make it. But the truth is I can't afford it. And I was like, have you told her? Don't tell her you will see because you already know at this minute that you're asking me for this advice that you seriously cannot. She's like, I really cannot afford it. Like she had some major financial situations she needed to deal with. She's like, I cannot afford it. I'm like, have you told her? She's like, no, you know, and it's like in two Mm. days. I'm like, you should have told her from the beginning. (laughs) I can't do it. I can't afford it. (laughs) She's not the only one. It's hard to have those conversations, right, Bola? It's harder. It is. I will say it is. It's not easy. Easy for me to say because I've gotten used to doing it. And I remember when it was very, very uncomfortable, like, I would oh, type yeah. the text and look at it and look at it and look at it. Oh, yeah. I was <laughs> Before hitting send. <laughs> but I don't care I, now. Yeah, I promise you once, if you're listening to this, once you do it the first time, mm-hmm. it's so freeing. Oh, yeah. And it gets so much easier the next time. And I'm so quick to say, nope, can't make it. Can't do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Won't be there. Go ahead. And, and then I'll say proceed without me. If it's a meeting or something, if it's a meeting, hey, we need to meet to talk. I won't be able to make it, but go ahead and and let me know what I need to do because I can't. I mean, do I really need to be here for this? And that's with anything, meeting, birthday parties. But see, when it comes to money, some of us like to put up a front. Mm -hmm. And I heard this guy and I wish I remembered his name. We need to start saying, I can't afford to do that without Mm -hmm. shame. Even Oprah has a budget. 
Even Oprah has a budget. Yes, she's a billionaire and all this, but she can't just spend what she wants or she'd be broke. How many celebrities exactly. seen, they go broke? You had millions, but you didn't have a budget. Without so a plan, okay. they go broke. Yeah, I'm not doing some Stella got her groove back. And that was a movie. I don't know how Stella <laughs> flew every two minutes to go see that man. But, you know, but she was that was a movie, y'all. If you and Whoopi Goldberg was along for the ride, that's nice. But I have, if you have things to do, if you have, you know, everybody has a budget and there's nothing wrong with saying that. I'm quick to say, girl, how much is that? Because I have this award event coming up and I said, well, I'll let you know if things aren't, if prices aren't outrageous. If they're not, y'all call my name and I'll be via Zoom. I'm not going broke <laughs> the whole some award it, 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 to look good on Instagram. Girl, please. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, it's all so about the honesty. Yeah, I have a budget. I have a business to run. No, I can't spend. I'm not going to buy a $10,000 table to your Save the Whales campaign or whatever you got going on. You know, no. <laughs> not that the whales are not important. <laughs> well, I mean, they are, but you know what I'm saying. I know or, what you mean. The, I'm just saying. Or, or another nonprofit. And look, I'm on the board of a nonprofit. So I have a financial commitment. Mm-hmm. Bola, if you say, can you donate to? No, I can't because I have a commitment to my nonprofit. You know what I mean? We got to say that. And anybody who's, who loves the whales, I did not mean to offend you. Okay. I'm just saying. I'm throwing no that offense. Out. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it is, it's so true. And to be honest, right, I think about situations I've been in where friends have told me, listen, I cannot make this. Yeah. I can't be there. I can't afford it. This is my situation. And I've been okay with it. So the bottom line is that a good friend yes. will understand they may and, not be look, happy. They may be disappointed. I felt disappointment when people can't be there for me at certain times. Yeah. For the people I care about, I understand it and I accept it and I'm okay with it. But you said you accept it. See, but that's why you have to have who is in your circle. If mm-hmm. you're afraid, now, now your friend, since you brought her up, her friend was probably a very good friend, but she, if she didn't communicate it with her, but it, I'm yes. sure, I mean, hopefully if she communicated with her, it was okay. But if people don't understand then that tells you right there, that's a red flag. This ain't a, mm-hmm. this is not a healthy friendship. If, if they real cannot understand. understand. Yep, yeah. absolutely. And I 100% agree. If they cannot understand, if they are so angry, they cannot let it go. You know, they're not a real friend or there might be further dynamic to that, but it's just a flag that, you know what? <laughs> Maybe because I'm having this hard financial challenge and you're yeah. talking about it's going to cost $10,000 and it's my birthday. Okay. Shouldn't you have empathy? Cause I'm lost my job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but just, you're worried about that. Yeah. Yeah. And not to be confused with what we were just talking about, where you may have something going on and you need your friend to support you and she's telling you, or she's not supporting you because of jealousy or because of being, right whatever that's a different dynamic and oh yeah will, yeah yeah that will be apparent to you you will know that this is not a matter of i can't be there i got stuff going on in my life this is a matter of oh this person is jealous of you and that's a whole different thing which we're going to get into next which yeah is, whole different yeah <laughs> which but, is yeah. letting go so letting go of those friends who just are unable and do not want to support you in your financial, your career, your life, your relationship goals. How do you do that? Because letting go of relationship is never easy. I've had to do that. It it feels Mm. like a breakup. It feels like you have to grieve a death. But what steps can someone take to, to let go and then also manage the impact of letting go of relationship that might have been toxic or one where people have just grown apart. apart. We're, we're now different people. We're, we have different points of views. We have different goals. We no longer relate the same way we used to. How can you 
walk away from that. And then when, so there are multiple questions. How do you let go? And how do you manage for yourself to minimize the trauma of letting go, right? And then how do you know when you can salvage a relationship like that, if it's salvageable? You know, I think don't make it complicated, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes you just outgrow people. It's okay. Because where I was 10 years ago, girl, I'm in a different place now. But I also understand that doesn't mean I'm better. It just means I know the calling or I may not know the calling, but I know God has a plan for me. And I have to start taking this different path that takes me away from the club, takes me away from the drunk, drinking in the party. And you know what I mean? That's not my focus anymore. And it's not that I'm better than you. It's just I know that I've been called to be different. And everybody doesn't mature at the same time. Yes. So we have to understand that too. Everybody doesn't mature at the same time. Everybody's walk with God. Christ is going to be different. Everybody matures at different levels. So don't start to think you're better than this circle, but that you've outgrown. Maybe you haven't outgrown, but maybe you can be an inspiration to them. You know what I mean? Well, girl, I can't go to the club with you anymore, but let's go to brunch. You see what I'm saying? We Mm -hmm. can still be friends. It's just that doesn't do anything for me anymore. And your real friends are going to understand that because there are some friends. They don't even invite me to the club. They don't invite me to the (laughs) because that's not my thing anymore. Right. Yeah. And it's not that I'm better than you because I don't go to the club anymore. Go ahead if you want to go. But they understand, Okay, Dawn is different. She doesn't do what she used to do. And they get that. So it's not that you actually have to let go. Now, if you find that these people are continuing to encourage you to do something that may be your downfall, that's not a friend, right? So if they Mm -hmm. get angry because you can't then, but I find Bola, like I said before, when you start walking in your calling purpose and when you know you're called to be different, whatever that is, you may not know what it is, but you know, there's something different about you now. There's something different. And God has changed the desires of your heart and you're walking in it. Those people will just no longer, you know, you don't even have to really worry about it. You know, sometimes you have to have a conversation, but then sometimes you don't. And they just go away because they're like, well, she doesn't party anymore. Let me go find some people who party. You see what I'm saying? And Mm -hmm. that's okay. And you'll text every now and then or whatever. But you don't sometimes have to let go. Sometimes you just outgrow each other and you may not party together anymore. But hey, let's go to brunch or hey, let's go shopping. Right. And you can still do things together and maybe you'll encourage them to, to yeah. start walking in purpose. It's not always I have to let go and I'm outgrown and I'm going to get out of it. No, they're still good mm-hmm. friends. You've matured a little quicker in certain areas, but that doesn't mean you're better. So calm down. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, calm down. <laughs> because that's how you lose friends too. You're getting a yes. little uppity. You think yes. you're a little, you know, so mm-hmm. just be careful. You should know the difference if this is toxic, if you've outgrown. Nebola, if they are just encouraging you to go party every night and you they know you got kids and all that, girl, no. I told you, like, why are you still... I don't like when people try to bully me to do stuff either. That irritates mm-hmm. me. I told you I couldn't go. That's it. <laughs> Yeah. So, so yeah, I, I think we need to do that. And then if you have, I think, again, I go back to therapy, counseling, coaching. If you are having issues and you stay in a toxic friendship, what does that say about you? What is it you can't let go of toxic friendships? Mm-hmm. What is it that you're put that you continue to surround yourself 
with these these type of individuals. It's time to to get therapy and counseling for that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, I, I think that especially when you bring it down to financial matters, so a lot of people who listen to this podcast mm-hmm. have yeah, decided with, girl. A, with yeah. an intention that, you know what, I I'm I need to save, I need to pay off debt. I have yes. I'm pursuing my financial goals. But they may have people in their lives that haven't re- reached there or don't care about reaching that point of wanting to pursue what this person is pursuing. Right. And it becomes an issue because we want to hang out. You're saying you're on a budget. <laughs> yeah. You want to plan a vacation. You're telling me you can't afford it. Why are you acting so cheap? Why are you being so broke? And I like what you said about suggesting as opposed to saying, you know what, we're canceled, no longer friends. You know, instead, come hang out at my house. How, yeah. how about we don't go out and spend money? Let's Let's yes. hang out, do something for free. You can salvage the relationship that way. But obviously there are situations where this person is not just a good friend to you anymore. And they've crossed the line in certain things. And maybe it's time to be like, okay. You're going to um, have to communicate it. Absolutely. Sometime. Yes. But like I, I, I was telling this girl, at the, I was at the store the other day and she was talking about she was going to tell her boss something. And I said, pray before you have the conversation. Pray over him before you, because the tongue... <laughs> Can, can stir up <laughs> the anger. things that yeah careful. the things that we say you want to I, and I agree you know you want to have difficult conversations sit down and take a minute to compose yourself yes based on the person you're no, you know you're going to be having this conversation with. yeah yeah and you may need to ask yourself what would Jesus do yes. <laughs> right now what would he do and Come follow on. and follow <laughs> his guide <laughs> Because sometimes you want to now look, if we're talking about you borrowed my dress, girl, and you didn't give it back, that's one thing. But girl, you slept with my man. That's another. You slept with my, oh my husband. That's another situation we're going to have, right? You're going to have to. Okay. Because come on, Bola. I mean, certain situation and it has happened. We know this. Friends. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't even like to say friends. And it's real it, life. This is it's real. real. We hear the stories. We know the people. It, it, we see it. You know, it's not all reality TV. It's real life. <laughs> this woman was talking about, I, I'm kidding you not on this. She was, I was listening to this radio show and she called in and she wanted this song played to make her feel good and everything. But she was dealing with some kind of health challenge. And while she was, her friend and husband got together and it's like, are you kidding? You know, and and so it's real what people are going through, girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, the dynamics of friendships are they are complex. And I'll be honest and say that I have actually let go of friendships like we are no mm-hmm. longer friends. And I have oh, yeah. articu- I have articulated that because I just couldn't uh-huh. see a way forward because just over time, t- we are now completely different people. And then yeah. there's friends where I've had to have the conversation with, you know, there are certain things that I like to do that I know you don't like to do anymore. And there's certain things that you like to do that I don't like to do anymore. So let's find a common ground so that we can continue being the greatest of friends. So, for example, I love high tea. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> right. It's it's uppity and it's expensive for barely nothing. And I have about two friends who are a fan of this mess. <laughs> and I'm OK with that. So what I want to go, I don't call anybody else but those two friends. Yes. You know, because I know the other people are going to be like, no, board, hell no, I'm not coming. That is not. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm wasting like your money. But what's the high tea? High tea, darling, with the sandwiches and stuff. I, yeah, the little, little, the tiny oh, little things that, that. wouldn't fill up your belly and the little teacups. I love it. I love that. <laughs> so it's okay if you don't like high tea. You know, we're still friends. We can still find yeah. common ground. So I think it's important to explore that because sometimes, you know. I definitely have friends that can support me in different things because they have that experience and also because they're interested in it. And I find that I don't need 
one friend to support me in every single thing I do. Because I know for me personally, there are some things that I I just, I I am not capable of supporting my friends in because I don't have the experience. I don't know about it. I'm too far away, you know, so that's just me. And I know that there are other friendships. I've seen other friendships where the one friend is the support for everything and they're the support to that person for everything. And that's okay if that works for the the friendship. But, you know, this is just, so you have to know yourself. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And your limits and your bandwidth. Yeah. And the same way you know yourself, make the effort to know your friends, which leads me to the next question is, how can we become the type of friends we want to be, we want to have? I mean, and going back to jealousy, I had a jealous spirit. In full transparency, who has never been jealous of somebody else? Everybody has. If we're going to be transparent here, I can't sit here and say, oh, be a good friend. No, I have not always (laughs) been a good friend. Same here. Same here. (laughs) So I have had a jealous spirit, but the root of it was... I was broken. Mm-hmm. I was not healed. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And this was years ago, but I thank God for it. And I and that's why I'm, I'm like, man, I know these women who have been jealous of me or who have a jealous spirit toward me. Sister, you're not happy because I was there. You're not happy as a jealous person. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's how I know you're not happy. So I have empathy for you, but man, it's time to heal. But I have been that girl who couldn't be a good friend because I was insecure and I was this and that, right? Mm-hmm. But when you heal, when you get a relationship with Christ, I didn't know I had a purpose calling, you know, I'm all over the place. But when you when you have a relationship with Christ, I was like, man, you can be happy. You can cheer other people on. So you can be delivered from that spirit if you make the choice to. So- I just have to put that out there because I don't want people thinking, oh, she's always been so sweet. No, I had my broken times too, uh, people listening, clever girl audience. <laughs> but my friend, if you want the check, how to be a good friend. First of all, I, I always say you what you put out is what you attract. Mm-hmm. And if you are broken, you attract broken, other broken people. But if you are healed, if you're in a good place, you're going to start to attract. And let me tell you, your circle's not going to be large either. It doesn't always have to be large. You know, some people need to be around a whole bunch of people. Your circle doesn't have to be 500 people, okay? I have a group of maybe five, 10 solid friends. And then you have your other people too, right? But I don't need to have 50 people around me all the time and 50 friends and all of that because are they really friends? Do really we have 50, 100, 1,000, 500, 5,000? Those people aren't our friends. That's Facebook stuff. So it's nothing wrong with a small circle. But if I have a small circle of solid people, man, that that's... But what you put out is what you attract. And I read the scripture, 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but my friend who's a counselor gave me that checklist when it comes to relationships. What's a checklist? And in the scripture, it says, love is patient. Love is kind. Read 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. It tells you the checklist. Are you patient? Are you kind? It says love does not boast. Love does not, is not jealous. Are you though, you know, so are you living that? That's where you can start. Are you living up to that scripture? Are you that friend you need to be? Are you there for other people or is it just about you? Is Bola there when I need her or is she just inviting me to high tea? <laughs> you know what I mean? And I put that out, I'm kidding. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Some people, yeah. it's all about them. Are, yeah. are you the friend you want to be? Okay, so now you're asking me for more money for another event and you couldn't even come to my book signing? Come on. Yep. What is this about? 
<laughs> so are you these things in this scripture? And that's a, a great checklist. Are you the friend? You, and, and we should check each other as friends. In the word, it says we we can be each other's accountability partners and we should. So I'm like, Bola, you know, it really hurt my feelings. You probably didn't realize it. And I know you were busy with the kids because you were, but you said something, it kind of hurt me. You see what I'm saying? You probably yeah. didn't realize it, Bola, because you're changing diapers and all this. Have a conversation. Communicate with each other. Don't let things fester. Forgive Bola. <laughs> she was busy with her kids. She probably didn't even realize what she said. Yeah, Forgive. that is true. Conversation. Yep. Now, if she acted ugly after you told her, then that tells you right there. But, you know, but if Bola was like, girl, I didn't even realize. You see what I'm saying? We got to communicate and stop yeah. holding things in, too. Yeah, that is so important. I think that's in the same way communication is foundational to your relationships with your partner. It's so foundational in, in your friendships as well, right? And oh, I yeah. think sometimes we take that for granted in friendships. Yeah. Because we're so used to that person always being there, you know, but it's really important to be intentional about communicating, even if it's a small thing, it's a small thing, because (laughs) a lot of times it's always those tiny things that fester into, into big deals. Yeah. And you look at a lot of conflicts and friendships and obviously, yes, sometimes there are some things that you can't come back from, but a lot of times it's like a series of small things. And then she did that. And then she did that. And then. Yeah. What did you do though? What did you, it's never about, what what about, or, or were you having a bad day? How did you participate? (laughs) And what you heard really Bola didn't say she's she doesn't like you she just said she's not able to or or have you ever had bola like girl you look good in that dress okay what you were saying is that's cute on you but maybe what you heard was oh i don't look good every day does bola say this is <laughs> yep, the only, yep. oh. you know what i'm saying <laughs> we hear things are, are you having a bad day and it caused you to misread what somebody said so take a step back <laughs> Because good friends are hard to find. Don't lose good friends. Yes, that is because of a misunderstanding. They are hard to find. I, I <laughs> yes, <laughs> that is a gem right there. <laughs> it is. Oh my goodness. But anyway, thank you so much, the Dr. Don. My pleasure. <laughs> what fun this was. <laughs> you have to tell us what is your clever girl superpower. Oh, gosh, my clever girl superpower, I think, is just being in peace. <laughs> That's one because it's listen, <laughs> saying no is my clever girl superpower. I can say no in a minute, not feel guilty about it. That's my superpower. Sometimes Me, it's necessary. It is. Peace. Having peace is my clever girl superpower. Not allowing anyone to disturb my peace mm-hmm. is my clever girl superpower. Walking in purpose Walking in confidence in who God called me to be is my confidence. And loving who I am is my confidence. Not being swayed by social media. I'm not moved by all the glitter and gold on, on the smoke screen, girl. I'm going to do me. <laughs> yes. I mean, if that's moving you and that's what's solely defining how you are moving in your life, social media, yeah, that's a, that's a, I didn't even know. Yeah, because I could tell you some stories and I'm like, wait a minute, but I don't want to call anybody out. But Mm -hmm. I just be careful about what you I mean, some of these people can't even afford the lifestyle they're posting. (laughs) Clever girls, don't spend your money because they not even don't try to keep up. We used to be keeping up with the Joneses. Now it's keeping up with the Insta Joneses. Don't do that. Insta Joneses. I mean, come on. Give me a break. 
<laughs> I can TikTok Joneses. <laughs> don't I don't do have it. time. Let me be on this podcast with Bola because that's what I'm going to do. Focus on your right? focus. Yes, yes. Well, this has been so great. I appreciate your time. And please tell everyone where they can find you if they want to keep in touch with you, learn more about what you do. Follow me on Insta. It's the same. You can follow my Facebook page, T-H-E-D-R-D-A-W-N. It's the same on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that. And then also, hey, my media company, obsessedwithmedia.com. You can find me there as well. I love it. Thank you so much, Donna. I appreciate your time and thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode and I hope you enjoyed it. If you've loved the episode, but you don't yet subscribe to the podcast, you can do that everywhere you listen to your podcast episodes and head on over to iTunes and leave a review so other amazing women just like you can find this podcast as well. Thank you so much for being here and I'll talk to you on the next episode.